Welcome to Central Coast Chat, the podcast all about what's happening in the Monterey County area. I'm your host, Angelica Cabral, a reporter and podcaster with the Salinas Californian, part of the USA Today slash Gannett Network. We missed you last week, but we took a week off from the podcast due to Thanksgiving. For this week's episode, I interviewed Melissa Kendrick, the CEO and Executive Director of the Food Bank for Monterey County. I spoke with her about the services her organization provides and how they're preparing for the holiday season. They're not taking food donations right now due to COVID, but if you're interested in helping out in other ways, such as volunteering at a food pickup site, you can go to their website and either send an email to Liz Sampson or give them a call at 831-758-1523. So tell me a bit about your organization and your role in it. Wow. So we are the food bank for Monterey County. We are the only food bank in Monterey County. We serve 3,700 square miles, which is one of the largest territories for any food bank, um, specifically in California. We go as far north as San, uh, as far south as San Ardo, as far north as Pajaro, as far south as Big Sur, and then all the way up to Watsonville and everything in between. Uh, So we have um, a varied, um, you know, as far as those that we serve, very different populations between the peninsula and, say, the Salinas Valley. Um, And so we are taking care of seniors, veterans, farm workers, hospitality workers, and children in numbers that we've never seen before. Uh, Going into uh, this pandemic, we were one of the hungriest counties in California. At that time, we were serving one in four children and one in five adults. We are now serving one in three children. We are serving over 60,000 families each month. Uh, And, you know, in all honesty, I never thought I would see this, certainly in my lifetime. Um, But these are the likes of, you know, what grandparents talked about, you know, following, you know, the Great Depression. And what is your role in the organization? I'm the executive director of the Food Bank for Monterey County, uh, which I have to say is, is out of all the things I've done, I didn't come from the nonprofit world, and uh, this was my first foray, you know, foray into uh, doing this. Uh, but it's it's a job that I absolutely love. I mean, I get to feed people every day. True, I go to bed a pessimist almost every night, but I wake up an optimist. And I think that's kind of the way you got to roll. There's just so much that we can do and so much more that we can do and will do. And I truly believe that given the uh, necessary funding that we need, and we have a tremendous group of generous donors, and I thank them, uh, we absolutely can end hunger. Not only just feed the need right now, But ultimately, what we would like to do is both end hunger in Monterey County, and actually, instead of being one of the most unhealthy counties, we would like to become the healthiest county. And what are some of the services you offer, slash how are you hoping to make that happen in the future? Sure. So I think um, it's been a huge challenge during the pandemic because due to COVID-19, we've had to completely reimagine the way we do things. You know, before our distributions, uh, we now have over 50 direct distributions throughout the county that we are doing uh, with 15 National Guard and a staff of 27. So it's a pretty heroic um, task. 
at these sites, we see about 600 families, and those are cars that are driving through. That creates its own logistical challenges, you know, trying to deal with uh, directing traffic and things like that that we didn't have to do before. Uh, but we're figuring it out um, and feeding the need and the alarming level of need in the county. We have, um, of course, the direct distributions, but we also do a number of unique programs. So, for example, um, just this last week, which was Thanksgiving, uh, we did um, 1,000 pozole boxes for farm workers, which included, you know, everything that you would need, you know, the ham, the hominy, you know, the peppers, all of that. Um, and then, of course, for seniors, we actually had uh, pre-cooked meals that were individual meals that all they had to do was pop in the oven for a delicious healthy, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, traditional Thanksgiving dinner. So these are different things that we've had to think differently about because, of course, generally at this time of the year, we would have been having our annual community meals that were impossible. We generally see about 3,500 people at each one of these meals. But obviously this year we've had to do things differently. Uh, we also launched during this our uh, pediatric type 2 diabetes program which has been phenomenal and on a weekly basis, we have over 65 families that um, come to a drive-through and they're receiving groceries for both the child as well as the entire family. Um, and uh, we are um, changing the way people eat and changing the trajectory of people's lives. And I think that's really, really important. I get asked all the time, you know, why is it that people eat unhealthily? Why do they make these choices? Well, unfortunately, you know, for many of those that we are serving when they're choosing between rent and food or medication and food or, you know, transportation, gas and food, um, it's not necessarily a choice because all of us know that, you know, produce, dairy, lean proteins are the more expensive items. And so it's simply unaffordable for most of those that we are serving. Uh, so, you know, how do you fix that? You provide people with the healthy food that they need. And wow, what a return on investment. Because of course, feeding someone healthily, say for $2,500 annually, versus say a $25,000 unnecessary, you know, visit to the emergency room due to complications from type two diabetes. Well, right there, you know, we can all do the math. Makes good choice. Is there anything you're doing to prepare for this upcoming holiday season uh, towards the end of the month? Sure. So at the food bank, we always say we're grateful that our donors and many think about us at the time of holidays. Uh, but unfortunately for a hungry as county, you know, a county that's as hungry as we are, hunger never takes a holiday. So, um, yes, we do do, say, holiday meals. And then we, of course, you know, we do different activities, toys and things like that. But um, for us, specifically during this pandemic, when we've quadrupled our services already, um, it's pretty much um, continuing with the direct distributions. And then, of course, adding on some of those community meals that are now drive-throughs for the holiday season. The most important thing around the holiday season is that, in general, we raise about 75% of our operating budget between November 1st and January 1st. 
So what's really important during the holidays is that our generous donors, uh, you know, continue to support us so that we can make sure that during a year when our numbers have quadrupled and our food donations have gone down 58%, that we will be able to uh, continue to um, address the alarming level of need in the county. Uh, something that is also different this year is generally people are used to seeing our iconic um, you know, uh, barrels throughout the county where people can go and purchase food and then that gets donated to the food bank. Unfortunately, this year, because of COVID-19, because so many places that generally have our barrels are not open, and also just because of safety protocols, we're unable to do our, you know, annual food drive with those iconic barrels. So this year we're doing something differently and it's a virtual food drive. So for any of those that have participated before and been generous in their food donations, we ask this year that they go online and instead donate to our virtual food drive so that we could purchase that food that we would have otherwise received. Are there other ways that people can support you? Are you looking for any volunteers? Absolutely. Um, so we rely on 500 volunteers a month. Unfortunately, during COVID, many of our volunteers have been unable to volunteer. And so uh, we do desperately need volunteers. Specifically, we're going to be needing volunteers out at our sites. So that's the other thing people may not know. Uh, it doesn't matter where you live. We have sites in every city. So if people are interested in helping us man some of those sites, and that's an outside activity, uh, if they could go onto our website and um, they can either uh, send our um, volunteer coordinator an email, that's Liz Sampson, or they can just give us a call at the food bank at 831-758-1523, and they can uh, let us know that they're interested in volunteering. We would love to have them. I saw on your website, I believe, that you're getting donations from some companies since you can't get them from people. Can you tell me about that at all? Yeah, so uh, we get um, different donations, small and large, from a whole host of um, constituents. And of course, uh, some of our generous donors are uh, you know, corporate donors, and we're grateful for those, and we hope that those continue to come in, especially because we know some industries during this pandemic have done exceedingly well, and others have been hit really, really hard. Uh, where we've definitely seen a downturn is our wonderful small businesses that in the past have been tremendously supportive of the food bank. Unfortunately, you know, as we've all seen, many of them have closed their doors or remain um, unopened to the state. So that is where we are really going to lose out on that um, particular donor group this year. Those are all my questions. Are there any last words that you'd like to leave with our listeners about the work you do or something that you wish people knew? You know, it's it's been... Um, an exceedingly challenging time uh, for both myself and my staff, but what I can say inspires us every single day is uh, both uh, the constituents that we serve and to see their um, tremendous um, gratefulness, even though the challenges that they are facing right now are so overwhelming, but to see the relief in you know a mother's eye and to hear from her 
when she says, wow, you know, tonight I know my children now are going to eat well and because of the food bank and your donors, they will be eating well for the next week. That's, you know, just as a mother, the thought of any child going hungry is, is unbearable. So the fact that we are able to alleviate, at least take that, no pun intended, off the table for them and allow them to at least not have to worry about where the next meal is coming from, I think is tremendously um, rewarding. I also can't say enough about my phenomenal staff as well as the wonderful Nash, 15 National Guard that have been with us, um, their dedication and um, their willingness to put themselves out there and you know be on the front line. They've all been here since March 11th when you know this all began, and uh, not one employee um, has really taken a day off. Or um, they they've just been incredible, and I'm truly grateful to the wonderful staff that you know I have. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For more of our coverage, check out our website, www.thecalifornian.com, and follow us on Twitter at Sal News. New episodes of our podcast go live on our website every Friday at 4 p.m., and you can also listen to us on iTunes. Just search Central Coast Chat.